Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. We're back. Hey, guys. Get we back. Get we back. (laughs) Hello, everyone. It's been a little minute. We appreciate y'all patience as we had some life events going on, some things to do. But we We are back. We was we was outside outside. When I tell you, I still got a little little glow on my forehead because I was outside (laughs) so much. Okay. (laughs) How are you doing today, Delora? I'm doing well, considering, um, you know, this whole being outside thing. I caught a little summer cold or something, but other than that, you know, God is good. How about you, you, Ashley? You need to be pouring a little whiskey and some tea. I told you, I live by a hot toddy. Uh, tonight, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm good. I am. I am not sick, thankfully, but I am resting and recuperating from my time working with the American Black Film Festival, which was amazing, and we're going to get into. But yes. um, but otherwise, I'm I'm doing really well. I'm very happy to be back, getting on the mic and talking about a few things. So, mm-hmm. without further ado, let's talk about where we've been and what we've been up to. So, Delora, kick us off with your outing since last we spoke. Yes. All right. So, the best thing about summer, summer, summer time are the concerts, live music, and I had the privilege of seeing Paramore in Detroit at the Little Caesars Stadium. It was so much fun. It's so funny telling people that you're going to see Paramore and you're in your 30s because when I tell you they were the soundtrack of like my college years. I was gonna say who who listen who else would go see Paramore? Do the twenty somethings and the teens mess with Paramore? When I tell you there were more, it was more Gen Zs cosplaying as how a lot of people of our generation used to like- not cosplaying. <laughs> Y'all just wearing our recycled. Actually, Y'all just wearing our recycled looks. Y'all keep that it. part. That part. <laughs> oh, it was, and they were so freaking good. Like. I got my life. I was screaming on the top of my lungs. Honestly, I need to learn from this because I thought I was hoarse for a while because I was screaming too loud, but then it turned into an actual cold. But Haley, yeah, her voice is amazing. Oh, oh. she didn't sing my song. All I wanted was you though, because that would have made me cry, but she did sing my other songs. That's what you get when you let your heart win. Oh my goodness. Shout out to Taylor York and Zach. It was just, it was a ball. And honestly, their concert has to be one of the most diverse concerts I've attended next to Bruno Mars. Like diversity from age range to like, you know, ethnicity. Their fans run the gamut. 
and I loved it. Uh, it was, it was amazing. So did Paramore break up at one point and they Haley sure went did. off on her own? So they sure it, did. It, was this like a is this like a reunion tour? They have a new album. So this is okay. their new album tour. This is why I actually some of our old, old episodes back in 2020, I highlighted Haley's some of my favorite songs from her new project, her solo project, I should say. Um, because that that's fire too. One of my favorite songs from that album is called Crystal Clear and Roses, Lotus, Violets, and Iris. Oh, so good. The whole album is really good. And Tyler wrote on it too. And there are a couple now, which is a whole lot of drama and juiciness um, that I love as well. It's not really drama, but he has been a part of the band. The band has gone through different iterations of, you know, band members and things like that. But and Haley has been like the most consistent through the years, but Taylor's been there for, for a while. And he's so, I love him cause he's so good at the guitar, but he just seems so, he's so unassuming. He literally was in the crowd in Detroit and no one like screamed. Like he was just walking, he was just walking with his guitar at one part, part of the uh, performance. And no, no one was like screaming their heads off saying, oh my goodness. Taylor's right here. So anyway, a blast. A blast. Highly recommend. So glad you had such a good time. I was going to, the last question I was going to ask, and my mind is a little slow today, guys. I apologize. I really am oh. trying to catch up on my sleep. No worries. Uh, my last question was, is this the, when's the last time you went to a concert prior to this? Like, did it give you all the feels to be back in a live concert setting? Oh, that's a great point. So the last like specific artist concert I attended was on the run too. And that was in 2019, right before the pandemic. But last year we went to Essence Fest, which is like a music festival. Oh, true. So, Duh. Forgot. Lauren yeah. Hill. Totally Solid, Patty As LaBelle, if- Jenny Jackson. <laughs> As if I was not there for that. But I guess- right next to me. <laughs> I guess. I'm thinking, you know, back like headliner stadium tour vibe. um type of experience yeah essence best was everything but and for them to be a rock group I was thoroughly entertained you know uh she literally didn't have costume changes I think she might have changed twice um but yeah rocked out it was amazing that's awesome I love all of it I love it (laughs) as you know all of our listeners must know that I love all types of music and their riot album is one of my favorite albums period so i love it that diverse palette we appreciate it like i said i love anybody who can really sing so Haley has always been on my radar because sis can blow but the american black film festival yes ma'am down in down in miami first of all I don't know if I've said this on the mic, but I used to think Miami was super overrated. And I say this all the time because when I would think a big city, and I know Miami is considered a big city, I would always yes. think New York. I would think LA because when you go, you have that vibe. And coming from Ohio at the time, it was always like such a stark contrast between the way I was living. But moving to Florida and going to Miami, I was always like, but this is still Florida though, you know, but Mm. I've come to appreciate Miami 
every time I go, I appreciate it more. And this was my first time saying beachside because the all of the events were between the Miami Beach Convention Center and the New World Center, as well as um, O Cinema. Um, and then Community Day was at the the Black Lyric Theater in Overtown. So, but I appreciated and enjoyed being beachside everything was super walkable as hot as it was though that's why I have this tan on my forehead and feet were on fire because guys when I tell y'all the events started on Wednesday but we had to do pre-prep as volunteers and staff so we started working on Sunday so I was working from Sunday to Sunday 12 hour days when everything really got going on my feet constantly I mean when I tell y'all by the end of the night I barely felt like eating and showering before I passed out like it was full on but it was so enjoyable and satisfying for me because for one I really wanted to see what went into a festival and an event of this caliber Which Delora, you and I talked about, because I was like, should I attend it or do I want to see the behind the scenes? And for this, I want to see behind the scenes. And it's also one of the ones that we are debating, like, okay, should we make this trip, right? Exactly. You to do this and get this insight is super exciting. And it did not disappoint in terms of the level of exposure. I mean, there were multiple teams that you could be a part of as a volunteer and all of that. But I was a part of the team that worked the New World Center, which is where a a big vast majority of the events, like I said, went on at. So it's funny, all the celebrities I encountered, I didn't bother anybody for the most part, didn't ask for pictures or anything like that. It was like I absorbed the moment. I yeah. saw them and then I kind of kept it moving, which is funny because I would have thought that I, before I went, I was like, oh, I'm going to be so starstruck. I saw Taraji up close, Morris Chestnut, Lorenz yes. Tate, Danielle Brooks, Issa, Lena Waithe, uh, Omarion, Lance Gross, who I told you is gorgeous in person. I was like, did you get that smile though? Gorgeous. Get- yes. Oh, yes. I believe got it. it. Kendrick Sampson, uh, Matthew yes. Cherry, I ended up seeing on Community Day and I know you yes! love Matthew Cherry. yes he premiered um young love which is the follow-up to hair love yes yeah rode the elevator with gina torres from suits crazy love it yes spoke to craig robinson he was the only person that i ended up speaking to just because and for guys who you know from the office from many a comedy craig robinson saw him on uh in person live and he was quite funny he uh, I talked to him only because I was tipsy. Like I talked to him at the closing night party. <laughs> he wasn't creepy or anything. He was, was he? not creepy. He was sitting over just minding his business. And I walked up to him. I was just like, you know what? I have not bothered anybody. I just want to tell you, I love your work. And that was really kind of it. But he could barely hear me because the music was blasting and all of that. And I was like, I guess that was my one celebrity that I chose to speak to today. But overall, I think the satisfaction I got from it was again, being able to see all the behind the scenes and all these events and all of that. Oh, and uh, the Browns, Tabitha and Chance, Tabitha Brown, everyone said, cause I didn't go backstage for whatever goofy reason was lovely. And Kirk Franklin, everybody said he was the person that came and made sure he shook every single person. I love that. So there were some lovely us talent some lovely encounters but it was the team I got to work with I, I got to give a shout out to it was such a pleasure to work with my team Diana John Travis Winter Emil Sharice 
Kayla and Katab. I love y'all. I love hey, y'all. Everybody I got a chance to work with, but that was my core team. And thank you to the Fridays, Jeff and Nicole, for having me this year and for the 27th year of this festival, getting to be a part of it. Black wow. excellence. It was amazing. It was long days, but the more distance I get from it, the more I know I'm going to be like, all right, I'm ready to do another year. <laughs> Did you I let anybody know nets. you had a podcast? I definitely let people know I had a podcast. And one of the folks, Travis, who's on the team, is hoping to come on to the podcast. So, oh, okay. Travis, I'll be following up with you as I said. But yeah, definitely. And what's crazy is I had taken, guys, we have these cards that Delora had made up for us for Essence Fest that have QR code in the back. I took a stack of them and then I couldn't find them. So that was upsetting to me. I was like, I had this whole stack of cards and now I don't so know funny. where they are. But like I said, people definitely know connected with people via social media, all those things. So, well, I brought it up because good. I was curious if they were into the art themselves in any, yes. you know, one way or another. That was the great thing about, again, why I enjoyed my team so much is because they're all aspiring filmmakers, directors, writers, all these things. And so I just enjoyed getting a chance to talk to them and hear what their dreams and aspirations are. Shout out to my guy, John, who um, got accepted and is about to go to NYU film school. I yes. mean, listen, it's, it was, yes. it was so much going on in terms of the goals and dreams that people had another young lady who was on the talent team she had a song that premiered in one of the films that actually nice. was at the festival so i mean behind the scenes and in front was some great talent and i look forward to seeing what everybody does in the future but overall so great experience project everyone was talking about and so when will we be able to see it so the three big ones that we got a chance to premiere at the New World Center were They Clone Tyrone with John Boyega, <gasps> yes! Tiana Parrish, Jamie and Fox. Jamie Foxx. Mm -hmm. I, guys, I was tired, so I did not stay and watch the movie, but I heard such great things. Like, there was a guy behind me during community day who I was about to get up and tell him, like, I need you to be quiet because he was trying to give away spoilers. And I was like, I didn't mm -hmm. watch the film, right. but that will be premiering on Netflix. And then the perfect find with Gabrielle Union and Keith Powers yes. that premieres. You don't want to recap that one so badly. That will premiere by the time this this drops. That will premiere tomorrow because it'll be Friday, mm -hmm. so you guys can watch that one. Gabrielle Union was lovely. Um, you saw her? Yes, she was there as well. And Keith. Were anybody like tall? I know most people are short, but anybody that you were like, huh? I mean, Morris Chestnut is the height you would expect him to be. Okay. Uh, Kendrick was taller, like Chance is tall, Chance Brown. Yeah. Like The biggest thing I kept saying is everybody's very spelt. Like the TV really does add 10 pounds because everybody is very like small felt in real life. I don't even want to say they're small. They're just like, you know, I keep telling I, you can tell they, they have a good diet and exercise routine. That's yeah. all I, like the skin's glowing every like they look good. You know what I'm saying? They, had, they look good. Everybody looked good. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, celebrity sightings were awesome, but I think overall just getting a chance to be a part of it made it great for me. The third film that premiered, um, the third thing that we did, we didn't premiere the entirety of it, but we did an eight minute exclusive clip of the color purple. And then Shut it the was a door. it was a talk back with Taraji and Danielle Brooks and yeah. the director, I believe. So those were the big projects that we had at New World Center. There were some panels that went on. Remember, I told you um, 
Attica and Timby Locke did a panel about women yeah. writers. Lena Waithe was the ambassador this year. So she did a talk. It was the Lena Waithe effect. She has some great gems that she dropped I believe it. in that, Absolutely. by the way. So in, anything that I got to sit through, which I was probably only catching five, 10 minutes here or there as I was running back and forth. Everything was really good in terms of the way that they programmed the events. So check it out, guys. Check out ABFF next year. And I believe the virtual side of it is still going on um, right now if you want to catch some of that. So, yeah, it was a great experience. Great, great experience. Love it. Love it. I'm glad you're back home safely. Thank you. Thank you. I, what I realized and I said is I like being busy. Like I enjoyed being exhausted. I know that may sound crazy, but I enjoyed that. Like, you know, you moving, you moving, you moving and having that sense of purpose as to what it is that you're doing. You must have it was so satisfying in all your moving. It felt very satisfying. That's all I can okay, say. Good. Like I was just very satisfied. Now my shoes was, my feet were talking to me. My, one of my feet is still recovering. <laughs> I was going to say, did you have comfortable shoes? Oh, uh, that was a whole ordeal. I thought I was going to, I had bought Birkenstocks specifically. I thought I was going to be able to wear them, but we, because we were on the production side and we're doing behind the scenes stuff, I had to wear closed toe shoes. So I went to Steve Madden around the corner and got a pair of shoes. So I'm breaking in brand new Steve Madden sneakers oh, and on my feet for 12 hours a day. Thankfully they were comfortable enough, but next year, Harachis or crocs that's all we doing that's all we crocs. doing crocs i know crocs. i know and that's very upsetting because i think crocs are hideous i don't even own crocs i told who i was telling i was like Birkenstocks are the first ugly comfortable shoe i have caved into you can't tell me nothing about my birkins but i have yet to convert over to crocs so that's we're on the we're on the exact same page the only reason why i say this is because me and this another volunteer bonded so hard over our poor feet and she was like i had to switch to crocs i had blisters on my feet yesterday and i was like you know what that's probably gonna be next year because when i tell y'all i was switching back and forth into my birkenstocks when i had to go make runs back in the streets of miami every single day i wish i had a fitbit because every single day I, I wonder how imagine. many steps I was getting. I had to walk from my Airbnb to the host hotel, from the host hotel to the venue, from the venue, whatever we had to do for that day, and back to my Airbnb at night. It was a lot. Girl. So I say all that to say, guys, check out ABFF next year. I'll probably be there again. Shout out to all of the wonderful patrons who came and they knew me by the end because I stood stood in the same spot for every single event. So by the end of it, I had my people in my section who always knew me. So it was a good time. <laughs> good time. Love it. All right, Delora, let's get into our headlines and hot topics of the day. First one up. Kourtney Kardashian is pregnant again, this time with Travis Barker's baby. I was excited about this news when it dropped because I know that they had struggled with fertility. And Kourtney Kardashian is 44 years old. She had gone through IVF. She had talked about the side effects of IVF. And to see that now they are expecting their combined seventh child is beautiful and she did it, it in such a cute way it was an homage to blink 182's 1999 hit 
all the, all the small, small things. things. I, I said if we didn't have music rights issues, I would I would have loved to insert that in, guys. So that was your <laughs> <laughs> that was your insertion. But um, but yeah, in the video, a fan was holding up a sign that read Travis, I'm pregnant. So that is exactly what Courtney did. And yeah, what were your thoughts on this? I think it's beautiful. You know me, I am gladly off the Kardashian train. But when I saw the news, I was like, oh, good for them. Because to your point, I was aware of the difficulties they were having conceiving this child that they want together. And what a cute way to make the announcement. Very Kardashian. Very Kardashian, indeed. Yeah, I I almost was about to start watching their Hulu series um, again because I was really bored one day and then something else came in the way and I said, Jesus be a fence. You know, I don't need Ooh, to get back into this. Knew. You know, I don't need, he put something else in my path because he knew I didn't need to get back on this. He was, he was carrying you. You weren't even walking for yourself anymore. <laughs> but no, like I said, I was super excited to see this. Like, I don't think I have a favorite Kardashian anymore. I think it's switched throughout the years of who I kind of like have enjoyed publicly. Sometimes it's been Courtney. Sometimes it's been Chloe. Sometimes it's been yeah. Kim. They have all um, disappointed me. <laughs> that And that's the thing. They're, I don't know them. They're all very human. They're human. Courtney and Kim, I think, are still beefing over the whole situation from the wedding and, you know, yeah. all of that going down. But like I said, I'm I'm rooting for them and I'm happy for them. And I'm always excited. Like, I think somebody made a comment saying Kourtney Kardashian is pregnant and married to the love of her life at 44 with her first with their first baby together. Don't ever as a woman, let anybody tell you that if you don't do it by 30, you're never it's never going to happen for you. And that's the thing. Like, I just love. Uh, yes. I love and that. Rooting for women having babies over 42. Like, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our next headline. This one has been in and out a little bit. And when it first came up, I was like, ah, it's just a little kerfuffle, whatever. But this is major. Anita Baker kicked Babyface off of her tour. Girl. Babyface was her opening act. And there was a show where like, Babyface ended up saying, sending out a message that he wasn't going to be able to perform because the show was running late and Anita wanted her whole um, time to be able to do her full set. And fans got really upset and apparently have been bullying, cyberbullying and threatening Anita Baker since. And so she tweeted after silently enduring abuse threats of violence from the fan base of our special guest support act in the interest of personal safety i will continue the songstress tour alone appropriate refunds will be made babyface responded saying i'm saddened by the news that anita baker has decided to remove me from the tour it's unfortunate and disheartening to see how things have played out via social media while i was looking forward to the rest of the dates i have nothing but love and respect for anita and i wish her the best for the remainder of her tour this is shocking to me, especially given like the caliber of both of these celebrities and given the longevity and the careers of both of these celebrities. Absolutely. Like if these were yes. the youngsters of this era who are super wrapped up in social media, I would see it being a bigger hype. But I think that was one of the things that got me. And the other thing is like, but it's babyface though. Like you knew, you should know fans are going to be upset that a legend such as Babyface is not, that's who I, pay, that's who I He's paid to come see for some weight. people. Yes. yes. That's who I paid to come see. Do you think that this drama 
is the result strictly of social media? Or do you think that there may have been some overshadowing that happened during the course of this tour? I think there could have been a multitude of things. You know, Babyface kind of called her out on being late when he made the announcement on social media. And it makes me believe maybe this is not the first time she's done it. And he probably got fed up and was like, hey, this is why we're not performing tonight. And I think that's a great point, too, because he it would want to be honest with his fans. Yes. It's not me. It's her. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like she didn't like that, especially after getting the heat on social media. And and this is how that cookie crumbled. I mean, it's unfortunate to see. However, I mean, she is a, a songstress, so. And an eight-time Grammy winner. Girl, so the ego is there. And she pretty much said, I could do this by myself. Well, okay, sis. <laughs> right, right. Consequences and all. Okay, sis. Because if I'm honest with y'all, I have no disrespect or shade to Anita Baker. I'm going to see a baby face concert. I'm not going to see a Anita Baker concert. I'm sorry. So I would have been one of the fans that were like, hold up. I paid my money to see Babyface. So I get it. But God bless y'all. <laughs> bless her heart. I'm sure cause... both of y'all will continue to be successful in all of your endeavors. But this was some mess. For sure. I was going to joke and be like, this reminds me when Jay-Z and R. Kelly tore together and that abruptly ended. Oh gosh, let's not that? even, let's not Throwback. even, I don't even want to go back to that era because I'm still debating how much Jay-Z knew. You know what I'm saying? Girl. Like I don't even Girl. want to go down that rabbit hole. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> he was friends with Aaliyah too. So. Ooh, yeah. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Anyway, moving on. So you wanted to talk a bit about Ocean Gate and this whole missing sub situation that is currently, I mean, even celebrities are weighing in on this, right? Like it's, it's, it's everywhere and it's still as of the time we're recording anyway, unresolved in terms of hopefully being able to find them and have a rescue mission versus a recovery mission. Um, the, the sub went missing as of Sunday. And so a lot of the news that I've been seeing about it is that Stockton Rush, who's the CEO of this company, had been warned about the potential safety issues that this particular vessel had. He had ex-employees who have come out and spoken about it. There's a, a CBS reporter who even has a clip that's gone viral that was expressing his own safety concerns. Yes. Um, there's been a lot that has come out since, but- as of now, again, five people are on that missing vessel, including the CEO of the company. What did you want to discuss and what were your thoughts about where this stands today? Ashley, I just wanted to talk about it because it is simply unbelievable. Like, it's one of those stories, and I am, it reminds me of Tiger King. Like, the more you hear about this story, the more ridiculous it becomes. The fact that this unregulated deep sea adventure costing $250,000 and you have to sit crisscross applesauce in a tube 
that is operated by a PS3 remote control. It is simply unbelievable, Ashley. Like, and the way my claustrophobia is set up, I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast when I talked about my time in New York, but what I don't like are tunnels, long underwater tunnels. I didn't realize I had a fear until I had to enter one. Okay. And it's the idea of being trapped underwater with no escape. And that is all I can think of when I think about the state of these people right now. Now I have been praying for their safety. I've been praying for answers because at this point with less than a, a day's worth of oxygen, I I hate to phrase it this way, but they said the best case scenario is that it had imploded already and they're not suffering no longer. That, and that's what I've heard. And I'm like, if that's the best case scenario, then it's just, it's just mind blowing. And it's just the unmitigated goal of the CEO to just, he's, he was quoting somebody talking about, if you don't break rules, you're not living life or something like that. Like people's lives. His own. I mean, if, if they, if he, if it's true, that's the best case scenario. He doesn't survive. He was killed by his own creation you know essentially it's horrifying and tragic story to hear about like I hadn't really been in the loop and then once I did plug back in to look at what was going on in the news and all this stuff and I saw this story and the fact that you know they would have been freezing at this point because they would be surrounded by the temperature of the ocean which would be at freezing or below the fact they're probably huddled together for body warmth the fact that they would know that they're running out of like running out of oxygen it's like a horror movie you know what i'm saying I'm like that's a horrible way to die and so and they can't let themselves out if they are surfaced because they were bolted in this tube it's horrifying. Like I said, I haven't, I, this is not entertainment. I understand that it's so crazy and, and wild that people have kind of turned it into entertainment, but I hope that everybody still remembers that these are human beings and that they have family and loved ones and that they themselves were suffering and possibly are still suffering going through this. Like I understand this billionaire and the other people who are on uh, it may not have been the wisest choice, but they're still humans. And this is tragic, tragic, tragic situation. And um, I just hope people learn from this. Like, it's almost like Elizabeth Holmes on steroids, right? Where you're making decisions and doing things that are severely impacting others. And you're woefully unqualified. And it's not even just that you're taking risks that, again, are putting people's lives in jeopardy just because you have the financing and the means to do it and the 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 thought process to 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 make it so. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody doesn't have that level of influence where they could be like, hey, I have this idea. Let's run with it. Let's put it out like y'all were talking about, oh, the University of Washington co-signed this University of Washington said, no, we did not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like these rules and regulations you're supposed to follow and yet you were still able to convince people to invest this money. Like, it's a, that's a lot. But at the end right. of the day, 
horrifying and tragic. Definitely praying for them and for their loved ones. I don't, the whole, the one guy's son or stepson, whoever it was going to the, I don't, I don't have the words. (laughs) I don't know what to say about that, but these people themselves, this is a horrible way to, to go. And I'm, I'm, I don't know how to hope for the best because I don't know, again, what could potentially happen. But if there is a possibility of them being returned safe and sound, I hope that that absolutely happens for them. So tragic. All right, Delora, let's move on to our hot topics of the day. Just in time for Father's Day weekend over the weekend, the Simmons family has put a lot out here into the public sphere in terms of Russell Simmons, Kamora Lee Simmons, and their two daughters. Apparently, Russell Simmons has been verbally abusive towards Kamora and their daughters for years. The family is accusing him, I'm reading an article from Entertainment Weekly, accusing him of erratic and, again, verbally abusive behavior. He was called out on social media by 20-year-old Aoki, who shared texts and soundless video call recordings in which Russell appears to be berating his crying daughter. Yep. She said, he's been awful to me for years and that she's had severe panic attacks as a result of his behavior. Aoki said, my father is not well. He needs help and won't accept that. He refuses to acknowledge he is not himself. He has threatened and bullied my sister, my grandma, He has harassed my grandma in the middle of the night in poor health, sent a man to my sister's apartment at 2 a.m. to scare her. He lashes out at anyone who does not say, oh, Russell, everything is fine. Well, it's not fine. Kimura also shared her Instagram story. I'm so sorry to have to do this, but this man has been threatening my kids' lives. I'm hearing so much more now. We won't be bullied or threatened or afraid. No one should live like this. No one's child. This is abuse. Not okay. Delora, I saw in the comments on one of Aoki's posts that people are saying, oh, you should keep this off the internet. That's still your father, all this and that. But essentially her response has been that she has kept quiet for a long time and that's never been helpful because all he cares about is preserving his reputation. Now we know that Russell Simmons has been accused of assault and rape. Yes, ma'am, a whole documentary about it by multiple women over the years and so this latest claim by his family um while it's shocking is just piling on to you know claims and things that we've been hearing about him and about his character for a long time time. so what were your thoughts about this kind of implosion of the family publicly i thought it was interesting um when i first became aware of it i saw her first video and I'm just like, what is she saying? What is she talking about? Because she was crying and saying, I know this might ruin my career as a model. And I guess that's one of the things he's been threatening his family over as well. Like them losing connections in the industry if they ever um, badmouth him, so to speak. But she said that she was tired and it was all because she didn't side with him in a particular lawsuit and I also thought it was interesting because I think it was her who thanked Kimora on Father's Day like happy Father's Day to her because it was Ming it was the oh, other it was, guy. Ming. It was Ming yeah mm-hmm. um and so because of that to me speaks volumes and let's keep it 1000 
Russell got with Kimura when she was a sophomore in high school. That's with renewed eyes, or I it's not even renewed eyes, with adult eyes. That that can come off as predatory behavior in itself. Oh no, it doesn't come off as predatory. That is predatory behavior. I'm I'm just trying to do the allegedly situation here. But um, yeah, I would never as a as a as a woman, period. At this age, if I had some influence over a child, a grown-ass man wanting to connect with my 15, 16-year-old daughter, no thank you. So it's not looking good for him, in my personal opinion, with all his own family can't even support him. And so if you can't save face with your own family, I don't know if you got, I don't know whose word of mouth is going to ever help you, you know? I wanted to just mention, since you mentioned the documentary, it's called On the Record. Uh, it was an HBO Max documentary for anyone who was unfamiliar and did not watch it. It was very good um, in terms of information, providing information and providing firsthand accounts of um, the accusations. But again, I think maybe for people who haven't been paying that much attention or um, hearing the other information coming out about Russell Simmons over the years or just is still in his camp. Maybe this seems shocking, but it wasn't shocking to me. What it was is just, it was sad. Cause I hate to see, like I had been hearing about a, uh, Aoki just graduating from Harvard, Harvard. and doing so well with yes. her and Ming with their modeling and all this. So I was like, Oh, this, you they're know, they're so growing beautiful. up. Yeah. They yes. like they're in such a good place. So it, that was what was unfortunate to me is to know that behind the scenes, they were dealing with this from one of their parents. Cause you know, infighting with family is very, very tough. And we all go through it to different extents and different capacities over the years but doing it with in the public eye is super right. super hard and with someone who has had such a long career um i can only I imagine mean, you call your own daughter's names like man like no respect this is yeah. your legacy yeah yeah it's sad it's unfortunate so we'll see what happens with that family drama all right, let's move on to our final hot topic of the day. This Challengers trailer that has dropped, super exciting. We love some Zendaya on this podcast. We do. We have talked about how much we were looking forward to seeing what Zendaya does next and her transition into more adult roles. Now, obviously, Euphoria, even though it's set in high school, I mean, they get into some ish, but... <laughs> I didn't live my life like that in high school. No. <laughs> no. But this is this is different because this film, which will drop September 15th, is about a love triangle between Zendaya, who is a world champion tennis star when the film starts, along with two male tennis players. Cut to later on in the trailer in the film, she is a manager and is married to one of the two guys and it seems like there's still some looming or you know some drama that's still going to unfold possibly with that original love triangle so what did you think of the trailer are you looking forward to this and was there anything in particular that stood out to you seeing this first glimpse I don't think I have ever seen a threesome in a movie trailer like that in my entire life I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
it should be interesting because I know the guys are really great actors. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, I do find it kind of difficult to believe that Zendaya would fall for them. So I'm interested <laughs> to see how their characters are in the movie. Cause you know, we know attraction is more than, you know, skin deep. So we'll see. And I'm also curious to see like who I'm gonna root for between these dudes. You know what I mean? Like am I happy she's with the husband or are there some regrets and obviously there's some backstabbing Mm -hmm. but Zendaya looks fabulous in all iterations from you know her being young to that that bob she was Mm -hmm. rocking as the adult version of this character so yeah how about you the line that sticks with me is when she was like, you know, I got to take care of my white boys. <laughs> yep. 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 That yep, line yep, stuck yep. with me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, like I said, I'm just really curious. I mean, Zendaya is a phenomenal actress. So I'm just curious to see how good it feels to step into this new era with her. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't think about the whole, would she be attracted to them? Cause I'm like, I mean, Tom you know what I'm saying should we have inserted Tom into one of these roles you know like Tom is cute Tom and is, he got swagger Tom is cute but these two guys I mean they're, they're, they're fine you know what I'm saying give them a haircut put them in a suit sure it's whatever but and one of them was from the crown right isn't yep. one of them yeah Prince Charles yeah they're fine it's whatever so it it was more so I'm just I'm looking forward to a focus on her like I want to know who this character is what makes her tick? It doesn't seem Are like she's happy. Because it doesn't seem like she's happy being relegated to just being a manager. Her career is cut short due to injury. So I'm right. like, mm, mm, what's really going to happen? There are going to be some twists and turns. So I'm excited. I'm going to support this in theaters because y'all know how I feel about supporting my people in theaters. So I'm going to be stepping out and seeing it. And I hope, I hope that I enjoy it. So We'll see what happens, but I just wanted to talk about it since it was fresh and newly released, and I saw the trailer, and I got, like, goosebumps for Zendaya. Yes, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Grown woman. Ready. I'm ready. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Delora, that's all we really have for this week on the headlines and hot topics front. What are we recapping for the people for Tuesday? Do you love me? I will stand between the heavens and the earth do you love me (laughs) we are recapping netflix most watched show ever queen charlotte a bridgerton story there you go long awaited long anticipated heartbreaking but so good all right guys we appreciate y'all again for sticking with us we know we dropped a couple replays hopefully you enjoyed listening back to some of those conversations they were great, by the way they were great i thoroughly enjoyed both of them tina and the summer i got pretty some uh season one i'm looking forward to season two of the summer i turned pretty i cannot lie to y'all i really even though it's teens i'm invested like yeah i'm team i'm team jeremiah like i said <laughs> So looking forward He's to that. never declines my Oh my God. God, he is gorgeous. He is so gorgeous. But anyway, looking forward to talking Queen Charlotte, guys. We'll see you next time. Be blessed. Bye.